Hey guys, welcome to Is What It Is, a podcast where the life and times of Isabella, aka myself, shape my opinions, advice, storytelling, and decision making. Nothing's off limits, so let's get into it. I'm glad you put your headset on. Me too. Hey everyone, welcome to Is What It Is. This is my podcast, so I'm glad you're here. I have a very special sultry treat for you today. <laughs> Her name is Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joey. <laughs> no, that's not even funny. The only funny part about that is I do call her Bill, but <laughs> her name is Corbin Evans. Hi. She is here today because I've been mooching off her beach house for a while, so I just figured... For the past mm, 25 years. 25 years. So I figured I'd throw her this bone. Um, I am I am wearing some really cool new shoes right now. Don't be... With absolutely nowhere mm, to go. Nowhere to go. I was ripped into it. The salesperson (laughs) (laughs) held my neck to the fire. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I just love them. Um, Today. She's got to get a sip of water. That's parched. Sip of water that is also vodka. (laughs) Um, I don't want to hear it from you. You're drinking out of that big old sippy cup like you're three years old. More liquid. More liquid. We've been beaching it. We have been beaching it. Except for today. Today. That's why we're here. Right. We did some shopping today. I said I wasn't going to spend any money. Whoops. Spent three fifty on a <laughs> soap dress that I don't need because I have no events happening for years to come given quarantine. But whatever. Don't freaking judge me. Today we're going to be talking about beauty, health, wellness, bear jobs. <laughs> All the good juicy details, because Corbin and I both, we both like beauty. I do like beauty. Which not many people would think, given how you look. (laughs) (laughs) No one would think that about you, but she No one would think that about me, because I look like a hermit that just got out of their room after 20 years every single morning, but... But no, we do like beauty, and we like a lot of the same beauty stuff. So I thought that I would travel to come see her (laughs) as a special guest. She's one of the best in the industry. She's worked for MAC, L'Oreal, and Sephora as a makeup artist. (laughs) That's not true. We just... I actually don't have that much of my makeup, but... No, she doesn't wear makeup because she's got fake lashes. So let's start talking about lashes. Do people know about eyelash extensions, do you think? I think it's become a growing trend. Pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> trend, right. Um, over the past two years, for sure. I mean, I've been getting them for a little over a year. But I remember I'd been wanting them for a long time before that. So Yeah, they're awesome. They, look they great. are awesome. I got them done. The problem is they're a little bit expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial is like what two hundred. It depends. 
I mean, obviously where you are, if you're in a city, it's going to be like 250 to 300 for your initial. <laughs> in a city? In a city. Just, yes. I mean, like if you're in a rural area, right? it's going to be cheaper, obviously. If you're getting them done by the scarecrow down the street, <laughs> <laughs> they will be cheaper. Um, no, I actually, the girl I go to isn't that bad. Like it's 50 bucks every three weeks, so it's not terrible, but I know a lot of people pay a lot more and I don't want to throw that out there just because I know that's probably not like the average. It's probably a lot more than that. In yeah. Places. I think it's like, I would say the average when I did it was probably like 60, 65 and then tip. Yeah. But just, they look great. So... It's fun because you can swim, not shower. You don't have to do anything. I just feel like, because I don't wear makeup a lot, and I just wake up and get going. Pound the damn pavement. <laughs> That's your name to do. You did do two runs today. I did. I'm trying. Which brings us to our next point. Let's talk about physical health. So I talked about this a little bit. Um, a couple months ago, I've probably lost like 20-ish pounds in the last couple years, which has been great. It's something I really wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. That's a nice friend. I appreciate that. Uh, but what's my secret, you might ask? Pound in the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine and vodka. That's the only things I eat and drink. Um... <laughs> No, I think the secret, which is just, like, eating less, I know it's not very exciting. Because I still eat, like, a lot of bad shit. Like, I was eating those brownie bites mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, those things have been good since I was three years old. We had four pounds of ice cream after dinner. Yeah, we did have <laughs> a lot of ice cream. And I did eat all that cheese tortellini. Okay, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> she's putting on the front she had surgery <laughs> yeah i had some people call it lipo i call it health and wellness, health and wellness. <laughs> i think i just like no but for real i think i just still eat what i want to eat i just try like instead of three fourths of the pizza i was gonna say three fifths <laughs> which is less than three fourths right yes Yes. So anyway, just small changes. I drink a lot of water. I try to move more get my steps in. Thanks Fitbit. Fitbit actually sponsored this episode. Thank you. They paid me 4,000 euros (laughs) (laughs) to sponsor this. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You do a lot of working out. I do. I, um, I feel like we've always been kind of active just because of volleyball. We grew up playing volleyball, so in high school, we didn't really, our metabolism, along with going to volleyball practice several hours a day, it was like, we just came home, we ate fast food all the time, we ate whatever we wanted, didn't worry about it, and then college caught up to me. Yeah, same. College caught the fuck up with me. It did. With the drinking and the eating habits and just... Mm-hmm. Not giving a fuck. Right. But after college, I started um, working out a lot, and I just started feeling better. Right. Um, I would go before work. I don't know how. I still to this day don't know how I did that. But You'd wake up at like 4 in the morning, right? 4.30. Yeah. And because the gym opened at 5, and then I had to be there by 7.30. Mm-hmm. 
30 minutes away. So it was like, I had to do what I had to do. Dad, so, dad, dad, do. But it was better than going after work because I was so tired after work because you're on your feet all day. Right. I love saying that I'm going to go after work and then I'm I know. tired and don't. I got away with that for so long. I'm like, kept telling myself I'm going to go. Then I just pulled the plug, started going before, and it was way better. Right. But, so um, all this is to say, I think, like, try to just do small things. Like, eat a, eat a little bit less. Or, like, trade in. One thing I did was, like, trade in a specific side for something healthier. Don't talk about today. I know I ate the chips with the ranch. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but, like, today I ordered an appetizer of Brussels sprouts where before I might have had a queso dip health queen i'm a health queen now so no but i know um a lot of people don't have that much endurance i mean especially starting out if you're not used to working out i thought you were talking about your sex drive um no but um i know i was talking to our neighbor the other day and he was saying he walks 10 miles a day just walking, and he's lost, like, 40 pounds. I'm sure he has. That's way too but much But even, walking. it doesn't, ha- obviously, it doesn't have to be 10 miles. That's a little excessive, right. but even start off with three. Walk in this loop here. Right. Three is Anybody still can do that. way too much. But, and I appreciate that. You it's can just do that. walking, though. Yeah, well, you can't walk, right? I was thinking running. Yeah. But we Just weren't. starting off with a nice walk. A brisk walk. Walk. Yes, they do say that brisk walking is one of the best things you can do for your health. So take it from mm-hmm. two brisk walkers. <laughs> How to do it. Um, now it's time for mental health. Where my crazies at? Yo! <laughs> Corbin and I are both, someone call it batshit, someone call it um, mental health. So... I was just going to say briefly, like, I was struggling with anxiety at the beginning of this year, and I got on some, like, medication for it, and it wasn't really working, but I found um, a medication that worked for me that I take at night, because I realized most of my anxiety was coming up at night, and it's trazodone. There you have it. 50 milligrams, pop that little boy in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's not habit-forming. It is non-habit forming. And Which is great. I think it's also an antidepressant. Am I right on that? I don't believe it's in it. Um, I think it's don't classified dis- as one. Don't disagree with me on my podcast. No, I think kidding. it. No, I think it's classified as one, but I don't know if... It's not even used for that anymore because yeah. it'll just conk your ass. Yeah. Um, you get some good sleep on that, though. Right. Sure. Uh, so, anyway... What was I saying? Yeah, so I, yeah, we've, Corbin and I both, I think I can say this, but been to mental health practitioners to find different solutions to different issues. Mm-hmm. And how has your journey been with that? Um, well, I'll go on a tangent, but um, my dad actually committed suicide, so from a very early age I mean my mom even talks about it still but um my dad always had major depressive disorder and I've seen how debilitating it is and then um my sister who's still in her teens she's 
struggles a little bit with it. Um, not to out her or anything, which I just did, but. <laughs> which we just did. <laughs> Sorry, Audrey. Um, but she, I see how debil- truly debilitating it is to just some days get up out of bed, get going, have the motivation to do anything, really. Um, but I think it's so, so important to stay on top of it because once it manifests, mm-hmm. it really, truly takes over your entire life. I mean, it's almost like nothing will make you happy. So I think, and medication's not always the answer. It is in some like extreme cases. Um, like for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think people with major disorders definitely need medication. Um, I'm pro that, but I think if you're just struggling with like maybe a little bit of anxiety here and there, a lot of self-care stuff could be good. Working out helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and also a good pill here and there. Don't right. hurt. It ain't hurt. It don't hurt nothing. It ain't hurt nobody until you get addicted. Uh, so <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just here and there. If right. you need it, you need it. But yeah. And that's a thing, like, we talk about this with prescribers, like, all, a lot of the opioids, or benzodiazepines are not really prescribed much because people have abused them so much, but then it kind of hurts the people that do need them. Right. And it sucks, because the people that really, truly need them aren't given the access because these people that have completely abused them and used them for recreational purposes and sold them and whatever else it sucks i mean they've and it's the same with opioids or painkillers or whatever but um i mean they're great when you when you really need when them. When you need them. They really are. They take the edge off. Something to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tequila has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. When Was there a turning point for your dad when you saw, like, this is going bad? Yeah, the last year, I'd say, of his life, he really, really struggled. And I could... There was just like this look in his eyes it just was so pitiful to look at and mm-hmm. i don't like talking about it because i just i get upset i mean well, good thing about i it, slammed you on the podcast <laughs> no i don't care i just mean like if i think about it too long but um just the last year year and a half um he really really you could tell that he was so down all the time he had no energy he was in the bed a lot he was not at work all the time and it was hard to get him in a good mood. Um, I mean, it, I, I tried all the time to lighten his mood, to crack him up or whatever, but right, it was like nothing anyone did was going to solve his problem. And that's what sucks the most is it's not situational, really. It's just... Because he had everything, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, he had a fantastic life, really. I mean... Money and cars and girls and whatever, that doesn't equate to happiness is what I've learned. But um, 
my which mom, is a good lesson. My mom, they were married for 28 years, I believe. And she'll say from the time they got married, I mean, he was always struggling. Yeah. Even in his happiest moments. He yeah. just, and I just don't think, I don't want anyone to deal with it, but it's a disease. And I don't want, I want to end the stigma. Yeah. Of mental illness because I just I think it's taken out of context a lot and people don't I I just think there's not enough knowledge or understanding from people who judge yeah and I think if there was more awareness of what it is and just not a bunch of people being sad over whatever I think it would solve a lot of the stigma but yeah I think so what do you think if you had to tell someone um, your best advice for ending the stigma? Where do you think that stigma showed up the most in your situation and how can we do better? Um, I think the biggest problem right now, I think, and a lot of people just think it's... Um, like I said, situational or mm-hmm. cheer up or don't worry about it and feel better and this and that. And it's, it's like you're in your own head or overthinking things. And I just think judgment is the first thing that needs to go. You don't, you aren't in someone's mind. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what's truly manifesting in their brain. Right. There's a true chemical imbalance. It's a depletion of serotonin or not enough serotonin in your brain, which mm-hmm. is what antidepressants do is replenish that, <clears throat> if anyone didn't know. And people don't understand that. So I think increasing awareness of how it stems, and certainly there is situational depression. I mean, if someone goes through a really hard breakup or a job loss or... right really a death of any sorts i mean it's really hard to bounce back sometimes and that's where mine kind of happened this year was it was situational because i was having this anxiety it was when joe and i had first broken up and i was like okay i guess i'm not moving to san diego i guess i'm living in charlotte guess i'm and and that's normal yeah and i got really anxious but i think to your point i didn't feel like even even though it was situational, I didn't feel like I could really talk to people about it because it didn't seem like enough was wrong. But I think talking is the first thing. I'm glad you brought that up because when people don't talk about how they're feeling enough, I think therapy is a one of the best options yes. to help your mental health um, in general. But Talking about it to anyone, how you're feeling, what's bothering you, what's causing your anxiety, if you even can pinpoint it, some people can't, which is fine. Um, Yeah. But I think talking about it with people that you love or even an anonymous person or a therapist helps, a third party. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that helps literally more than anything. But I think what surprises people the most about suicide is... A lot of people don't realize how much someone's struggling until it happens, and then they realize it because they weren't communicating any feelings or thoughts 
with anyone. So I think that needs to take place. You need to recognize signs that this person is struggling. Reach out, reach out, reach out. I can't say it enough. Yeah. Even if you don't really know them that well, just ask them how they're doing. Do what you can. Do your part. Right. Which is something that's been so cool, I think, about what you've done post- Mark dying is people you don't know very well that you've seen like on social media or have heard you've reached out to them and been like okay what's going on how are you I'm here for you which for those that don't know you you're like a relatively reserved person like it's never been your MO yeah but it's never been your MO to be like hey how's it going I'm here for you sweetie there was just this girl what she's alluding to is this girl we both went to high school with but we never even talked in high school at all I mean she was just (laughs) she was just I mean I don't know how to explain her but um we didn't talk um I just saw this was like months ago but she had posted just that she didn't want to do life anymore and blah 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 was kept posting post after post on Facebook and I was like I my conscience isn't going to let me right. live with seeing that and not saying something to her. But she was really, really gracious and appreciative of me reaching out, which I I thought she wouldn't be that appreciative just because we didn't know each other that well. But she really, like, started opening up to me. And I don't even know this girl. Right. And she started opening up telling me what was going on and... I just think people like that appreciate it in ways you don't even know. Yeah. I mean, the power of words and someone listening is huge. Like, Mm -hmm. back to your... Sorry, I just burped. Back to your point about therapy earlier. We've both gone to therapists. I don't know if you're still going to one. I am. I go, like... No, I need to get back to that. It's so refreshing. It's once every two weeks for an hour, which doesn't seem like that much time. But it's like, I get to say exactly where I'm at. Mm -hmm. There's no pretense of me trying to get someone to understand or come across this way or did it. Someone sits with me and I get to say exactly where I am. And I end up feeling most of the time, even if there's sad conversations, which are few and far between, really, because a lot of times it's just working through things, I end up feeling so much better at the end of it and Mm -hmm. like a bigger advocate for myself. And that's what therapy is about. There's no, And I don't have, at this point in my life, a reason I'm in therapy. Right. I'm just in that bitch because I'm like, keep helping me because it's working. It, you don't have to have a reason. It's, it's healthy. Right. And I, yeah, that would be the biggest thing I think. And of course I understand that there is a financial hardship that can be placed. I mean, it's a privilege to be able to do it. Like with my insurance, somehow it's only $30 a time, which is... Still $60 a month, which can be a lot. But to me, I'm like, $60 a month to have my mental health somewhat on track? I mean, we all know it ain't. But that's the thing. That's where everyone else comes in is allowing anyone to have someone to talk to. Right. And a non-judgmental way. Mm -hmm. But that's also the nice thing about therapists is, going back to that, um, just a third party that doesn't know your story. Mm-hmm. Doesn't they don't have the any. 
yeah, they don't have any idea about your story. They have no judgment. Um, it's just a clean slate. It's like they knew nothing about you to begin with, which is nice. Right. So, yeah, I think to wrap this segment up, like, with ending the stigma, is, like, keep fighting the good fight and slam money into a table. But, like, find the appropriate doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not every therapist is for Find everyone. the appropriate doctor, psychiatrist, therapist. Find the appropriate treatment, medication, dosage, whatever you need to do until it's right. Because for a lot of people, that can be a years-long process. Right. But keep you, going. you got to figure out your regimen and what's good for you. Yeah. Get Thank that you. mind right. And another thing I was going to say was when you were talking about, like, words really help. I'm, like, a words of affirmation person just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things people, specifically in starting this PCAST, I sent it to some of my college friends first. And, I mean, let's be honest. This podcast is kind of shit right now, and that's fine. I just knew I needed to get it going. But, like, there are words of encouragement and support and just, like, I love this about it or, like, I was talking to my brother, and he was like, no, this part was awesome. Or, you know, my friend Amber was like, this part made me crack up. It's like, yeah, I'm in a place where I'm really kind of fragile to this. Because you're putting yourself out there. Oh, of course. You're completely vulnerable. Yeah. And it has meant a lot to me to have people around me realize that, like, I don't need critique right now. Like, mm-hmm. that would send me over the edge. <laughs> That's what did it. <laughs> I was thinking. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I was thinking about that bad joke that one time with the <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. I'm just like. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, we will tell that one next time. But anyway, it's meant a lot to have people care. And even if they're lying, you know, straight up lie to me. I don't give a fuck. All I need right now is support and, like, hearing someone care. Just make something up. Pull up something out of thin air. Just be like, I love when you talk about lemons. Even if I didn't talk about lemons, I'll be like, thank you so much. That's what I needed to push me through. So anyway, good friends, good friends. She loves in lemons. I can't believe I didn't buy that lemon set today. I know. The funniest. Lemon earrings in the next tour. The funniest thing about the lemon set was I was like, I'm not going to buy this because it's $80. And spends $400 in the next store. Yeah, and then I spent $400 in the next store. It was cute, but you got better things anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to put my money towards things I love. It just so happened I loved three very important things in the next store. Now it's time to talk about being fake in your appearance, not personality. If you're a fake bitch in your personality, you need to. (laughs) I can't say it. You need to walk down the sidewalk. Um, <laughs> plastic Great surgery advice. Plastic surgery. 
Plastic surgery. No, I don't know why I keep screaming the word plastic surgery. My bad. <laughs> By the way, guys, this next segment is plastic <laughs> surgery. Plastics. So, not even plastics, but kind of. <laughs> but plastics. Any, anything fake. I would say that there are a few, many a few things that I like that are fake. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. We were talking about the lilac lashes. The my lashes. That fake. Yes. Um, my hair color. It's been fake going on 40 years now. It was in the womb. It started. <laughs> um, for anyone that doesn't know, my natural hair is my eyebrows. Not my natural hair. My natural hair color. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Those you are fake too. don't <laughs> say. My pubic hair does match my eyebrows. For anyone wondering... Just kidding. We've already all seen it. Um, yeah, I've gotten my wisdom teeth out. Speaking of Me surgery. Too. And I got a boob job when I was 19. Me too, girl. No way. When you were 19? We got matching boob jobs. We did. That's we did, how, actually did. That's how close of friends we are. We did. We were... She got one boob done, then I got my boob done, and then she got the other, and then I got the other. We were destined to be the real teenagers of Hickory, North Carolina. <laughs> right. Real teenagers, throw them double Ds in a circle. God, if I smack my knee on the table one more time. Yeah, so whatever. Like, I think from my perspective, and I believe so yours, is do whatever the heck you want. Right. I think there's a lot of judgment right. with anyone who, I mean, it's just a huge deal if you see someone that you know from high school or college. Which I'll be the that, first one to make fun of them. Right. Don't get me wrong. No, I just think everyone just blows things out of proportion when they see someone got a boob job or got their lips done or something. It's like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so? I know. Got this or that done. It's like... Who cares? Right. Do whatever. I mean, they it, did what they wanted to freaking do. They did what they probably needed to do. With <laughs> them little crispy ass lips. <laughs> and them little flat ass titties. Them flat ass titties weren't working for anybody. So no, we're proponents of just do whatever. It's a fine line though. I mean, I can understand. It's like, at what point is it what you wanted versus what you think other people want. Like, for me, I got a boob job because I felt like it was just how I was supposed to be, and I wanted it simply for me. Um, and I, I, I can see the other side of that. I think there are people that have gotten things done. Like, there's girls I know that have had their breasts done where they are literally whipping them things around like a damn helicopter. Mm. And I'm like, who did you really get this done for? I mean, I'll, some of the some of the time it's overdone for yes. sure. Right. But, but I think a lot of it too is jealousy. Mhm. Yeah, people want to talk shit about something you can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> or are too chicken. Yeah, you're too chicken to get a random stranger to slit your nipple and shove <laughs> a big piece of garbage up into your body. Wow. Uh, but no, do what you want. That's our story on Botox. We both got... Have you gotten lip injections? Yes. Yeah. I've gotten lip injections before. I've only done it once. I guess they only last, what, six months? 
ish. Um, well, funny story, got them last March and they're still kicking because of my slow ass metabolism. <laughs> so Lips look great. I'm fine with it otherwise. Otherwise the rest of my body can pick it up. Right, right. Yeah, I got lip injections, I think I just wanted to try them out. It's been probably three years ago now. But then I realized I honestly no, let's toot my own horn, her <laughs> have pretty decent lips. You do have Pretty so I didn't do it again. And that's the other thing, too, about plastic surgery. Like, like, remember to remember the good things about yourself. Remember to remember. Yep. So don't take it for granted. Uh, we've also... Have you gotten Botox? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I've gotten Botox because I had one crinkle cut french fry right between my eyes. Mm-hmm. That damn rubber band strap. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No. Oh. I'd... The 11s. The 11s are your glabella. That's where yep. I had to get it. <clears throat> yeah, so what? I was 25. I needed it done immediately. I I love Botox. I think right. it's imperative. It's imperative. I've only got it done the once, and that was enough. I don't think I'll need it again for a while. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's imperative. I don't want to sound like that. I just think if you want to get it when you're young, get it. I mean, who's stopping you? If you Other than that crinkle, wallet. Other than that wallet, which is a very stoppable factor. Oh, nails done, hair done, lashes done, lips done, boobs done, wisdom teeth. Cracked them out. We don't give them things flying fruit around here. We out. No holds barred. Uh, We both love makeup. Another thing. I do Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I'm not... I can't give it... I mean... I really don't have an advice to give. It would have to be a video. Yeah. I just don't trust myself just enough with makeup. Just most of you need to start wearing it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> At least put a little concealer on A concealer under the back. Under eyes. A coat of mascara goes a long way. A long way. Some lip... Gloss. Some lip gloss. My favorite lip gloss is the. No one asked. No one. <laughs> no one asked. What is that stuff called? Butamus. Butamus by. Bare Minerals. Bare Minerals. And yes, I think Bare Minerals is BS besides the lip gloss. But anyway, the last thing I wanted to touch on, since I have you today, right? You don't. You may not have any thoughts on this sexual health because mm-hmm. i still think there's a pretty decent stigma around it i know that because i have a stigma on it for myself and others mm-hmm. so what i want to say about sexual health is you know throw that pootie tang in a circle if that's what you want to do right but throw it in a circle with a condom on yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a big gonna, fan of the comments. We're going to open up a can of worms here. Um, what we were discussing last night is the problem of no contraception. Contraception. Um, I, be- I realize, we both realize that there are certain religions and stipulations behind people and birth control which is fine but if you have none 
get contraception. Right. There are so many methods. If you have a child that's a daughter, get her on birth control the day she turns, I don't even know, 16. Honestly, before then. The day she pops out of the womb, throw an IED in that bitch. Because enough is enough. Like We were just talking about how many people... A child is the biggest attachment you could have to someone... And you, it may be a one-night stand, someone that you would have planned on never seeing again in your entire life. Mm-hmm. And then a kid. A you're going to have a kid me. that you had never met before, this person. Never and you're, now you're going to be attached to them mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's and not going to be pretty. Child, uh, children are not easy. Everyone knows that. Every Child's, mom. Childs are not so easy. I got too much little vodka. <laughs> Childs are not easy. Yeah, just the thing is, God, my thong's so fresh. Ah, the thing is, just find birth control and do it quick. Do it hot. Nobody's judging you. The only thing I was saying about condoms is that they're. If you're sleeping with someone for the first couple times, I know the guy, of course, is going to be like, I, I really don't feel that comfortable wearing condoms. I'm like, they're not going to make, make me dirty. Yeah, well, that's rich. But guess what? You just gave me your gonorrhea. <laughs> so, uh, no thanks, sir. I and, will pass. Right. And, but I'll take the chlamydia. Right. <laughs> Right, and this is my stigma is that I did get chlamydia, okay? I'm putting it out there. I've been, I'm not embarrassed about it anymore, obviously, because I'm saying it, but I was embarrassed about it. It's probably been when I was 19, probably because I had them big old titties by then. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> titties put you over that edge. Right. Um, but yeah, I got chlamydia from someone, and... It sucked. I felt so gross. I felt so embarrassed. I thought it was the biggest deal in the world. I had no, like, education on STDs, really. I was just like, wait, is this HIV? And they're like, no, ma'am, it's chlamydia. You can take a pill. And I was like, okay, thanks. What am I going to have to tell my mom? they're like, no, just go home and take the pill. And it was fine. But point being, I never wanted to do that again. And so now... I'm doubly careful, but I just want people to know you don't know where your partner has been and do not let him or her talk you out of using a condom. I mean, yeah, birth control is great, but it doesn't stop STDs. You need to really be using a condom until you're like, honestly, showing each other full clean panels, but I know that's not going to happen, so I'll just get off my high horse on that. But, I mean, until you really trust them, know them, have talked about it, it needs to be a conversation because right. it's a big deal. Um, it's your health. It's your physical Don't health. ever compromise your standards, ever. But, also, if, going back to what I was saying, if you do have a religion holding you back from getting on some sort of birth control. Catholicism. <clears throat> Catholics. Um... Maybe Just don't I let know. him shoot up the damn club. What does that mean? He ain't sh- shooting up the club. That means 
coming inside. Oh, Shooting wow. up the club. The club. Okay. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Don't no. have him doing that. Mm-mm. Pull out method. At the very least, which is like P-O-M, in- baby. <laughs> P-O-M. That is at the very least, and that's on period. That's on not having a period. Right. <laughs> which you may have. Um, at the very least, I think that's what you should do. If right. you're not going to have a condom. Right. And it, birth control is free now, people. And when you get there, they'll give you condoms. I accidentally picked up the king size when I went last time for free. But I didn't realize. And I couldn't go back to the table and trade in the king size right. for the regular size. That's I was like, no, I, embarrassing. I'm just slanging king dick over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I am it being sucks. railed by a monster cock. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> that's what it came across as. Anyway, I think that's about all we can't say anymore. We've already completely embarrassed ourselves to the nth degree. We have exhausted ah. our voices. What was that? I think there's a ghost in us. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we have exhausted ourselves. All for the pleasure of... Pleasing you. Pleasing me and my two friends to listen. <laughs> Hopefully we have more you. than four followers. Well, I will close out by saying thank you for your honesty today and your bravery. I know talking about your dad is... Oh, of course. Never sucks, easy. But right. I just want more... I want to raise more awareness of the situation. And hopefully you guys found some inspiration to maybe reach out to someone that needs it most right awesome well i love you peace love and blessings love you too okay bye guys see bye. y'all in 2021 all the shit's over bye. yo thanks for listening to is what it is to know more visit my website at isabellazow.com or my Instagram at yisabellahaha. Music is by The Remarks out of Charlotte, North Carolina. You can expect new episodes whenever the fuck I get around to it, and I will catch you next time. Be you or be don't.